0: Welcome to another episode of the Luxury Weekly where I summarize for you the 10 most important news in the luxury industry for the week of April 5th. No major news this week, but you will see that we have a lot of interesting topics to cover. 1. Anja Hinmarch launched a new retail project in London called The Village. It's a cluster of five permanent stores built around the original store she opened in 1996. Each one of the new stores will have a specific theme and identity. There is, for example, the plastic store, which will sell the I am a plastic bag collection made of recycled plastic bottles and windshields. There will also be a store dedicated to rotating pop-up concepts and a store offering the designers bespoke collection and personalization service. There will also be Anya Cafe, which will serve biscuits and cakes. According to the designer, the objective of this new retail concept is to pour all the creative energy into these various spaces instead of putting that same energy towards fashion weeks or pop-ups. As a reminder, Anya Hinmarch partnered with an investor to buy back her brand from Mayula back in 2019, which is the last official reported year when the brand posted an 8 million pounds loss. The designer has closed all but five locations and a franchise boutique, and she's now focusing her efforts on growing e-commerce revenue and reach, as well as maximizing her store performances through this new kind of experiential retail concept. Two, Browns, the fashion and luxury goods brand owned by Farfetch unveiled their new retail concept, which is their take on the store of the future. Powered and engineered by Farfetch, the new store concept places technology, high-touch services, and customer engagement at the center of Brown's retail strategy. At the intersection of retailtainment and experiential retail, the objective is for customers to visit the store, stay longer, and come back multiple times, with each visit bringing in a different experience. The London flagship will feature four floors of fashion, accessories, homeware, fragrance, jewelry, and watches. On the experiential side, It will have a restaurant, an outdoor courtyard, a dedicated area for makeup and styling. There will also be rooms dedicated to various rotating experiences, from art exhibits to workshops powered by various experts such as tattoo artists or hypnotherapists. In terms of technology, Browns developed an app for clients to book appointments, share their product basket with a personal shopper, who can also recommend products directly in the app. There is also an in-store mode, which will push content available only in the store. Augmented reality virtual try-ons allow customers to try products which are not physically in the store. Also, payments don't have to happen at the cash register, but they will be happening directly through the app via a specific link sent to the customer. 3. Luxury Swiss watchmakers are resuming their annual presentations after cancelling last year's main industry events. Indeed, it's been two years since the two main watch shows physically took place. Watches and Wonders, formerly known as SIHH, and Baselworld, which is now called Our Universe. This year's Watches and Wonders is taking place until tomorrow as a purely online event where 38 watch brands will showcase their latest creations, including Rolex and Patek Philippe. The event will also include webinars, brand keynote presentations, and panel talks for media and retailers. The show will immediately be followed by another Watches & Wonders event, this time taking place physically in Shanghai until April 18th, where 19 brands will showcase their latest products. 4. Another interesting report came out this week from Piper Sandler, surveying the spending habits and priorities of 7,000 teams and Gen Z in the US. They update this survey twice a year, and in their latest issue, they noted that discretionary spending increased despite the pandemic, with sports brands dominating this team's fashion preferences. Nike is the favorite brand, American Eagle second, ahead of Paxson, Lululemon, and Adidas. Regarding handbags, the number one brand is Louis Vuitton, ahead of Michael Kors, Kate Spade, Coach, and Gucci. Finally, top beauty destinations are Ulta, then Sephora, Target, Walmart, and Amazon. Top skincare brands are CeraVe, Cetaphil, Neutrogena, The Ordinary, and Curology. Teens' priorities are social and political issues, more specifically, racial equality, the environment, and Black Lives Matter. In terms of social network, Snapchat is their favorite app, followed by TikTok and then Instagram, which lost ground versus prior reports. The report also predicts that the post-pandemic recovery will be female-led, with increased spending in clothing, handbags, and skincare. Also, while athletic is a key theme, there is a revival of the '90s fashion trends. In terms of online shopping, Amazon remains teens' preferred destination, but a strong increase in secondhand shopping was reported as well. Five. Signet Jewelers, the parent company of K Jewelers, Zales, or Jared, acquired the jewelry rental company Roxbox for an undisclosed amount. The strategic objective for Signet is to diversify its customer base, which is currently dominated by older men who buy jewelry for women, especially due to bridal jewelry representing more than 50% of the company's revenue. On the other hand, Roxbox customers tend to be Gen Z and millennial, professional women who rent jewelry for themselves, much as they would do for a dress or handbag. The subscription costs $21 per month and allows users to borrow three items at a time. The $21 fee can be used towards the purchase of an item. More than half of clients elect to buy a piece of jewelry they have previously rented. While Roxbox price positioning is much more entry-level versus Signet's upscale pricing, the acquisition is part of a push into services which will fuel Signet's future growth. 6. On the sustainability front, beauty brand Winky Lux launched a program to pick up empty cosmetic bottles from customers' doorsteps. To do so, the brand partnered with Replenish, which is a circulatory platform specialized in collecting and recycling such items. Clients will receive Winky Lux loyalty points each time they register bottles for pickup. Then, the body shop will implement refill stations in all its stores worldwide after completing a successful test in two stores in 2019. Customers can purchase an aluminum bottle in the stores and refill it with shower gel, shampoo, conditioner or hand soap. Finally, Kering completed the first phase of their new logistic hub in Italy, which is meant to increase the storage capacity and speed up global deliveries. The facility is equipped with one of Europe's largest rooftop solar systems, which will produce more energy than the hub will consume. The excess energy will be fed into Italy's energy grid, to power Kering's offices and stores around the country. 7. Some rapid news in beauty. Estee Lauder announced that it would close the brand Rodin Olio Lusso. Without much explanation, the website will shut down soon. The brand was founded in 2007 by model and stylist Linda Rodin. This is the second brand shut down by Estee Lauder this year after Becca Cosmetics also folded a few weeks ago. Then. Reese Witherspoon became the new global ambassador for Biosense. The actress signed a five-year partnership with the brand and will create educational or entertaining content around clean beauty, as well as help develop limited edition items. Finally, Kim Kardashian might be launching another beauty brand as she reportedly filed trademarks applications to potentially launch a brand called SKKN, encompassing skincare, haircare, nail products, perfumes, candles, and more. This week, Kim also officially joined Forbes billionaire list thanks to the new valuation of her two businesses, KKW Beauty, of which Coty owns 20%, but most importantly Skims, her shapewear brand, which reached a $1.6 billion valuation this week. 8. Rapid news on the D&I front, Target announced that it would invest $2 billion on black-owned businesses by the end of 2025. As part of this initiative, Target will start selling products from more than 500 black-owned brands across multiple categories. It will also provide resources to black-owned vendors to scale their businesses, as well as an incubator for black founders. Then, H&M will close 30 stores in Spain and lay off more than 1,000 staff members who are currently on furlough. This is part of H&M's strategy to close 350 stores out of the 5,000 they have globally, and open 100 new stores in order to adapt to the digitalization of their retail business. Then, Saks Fifth Avenue announced that they were closing their first salon and that by 2023 they will stop selling any product using fur. Saks is following in the footsteps of Macy's, Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom. Finally, the Italian factory producing Valentino's famous Rockstud shoes was completely destroyed in an accidental fire last week. It employed 160 people and produced 1,300 pairs per day. The company quickly announced that other factories will pick up the production capacity. 9. Let's review the Collapse of the Week H&M Home and Diane von Furstenberg are launching a collection this week. The 31-piece collection includes interior and decoration items ranging from wool blankets, trays, candles, espresso cups, plates or pots. Each item is adorned with the designer's most iconic prints. Then, Vance developed a women's wear and shoe collection for Liberty London. The collection is available globally and is called Vance Made with Liberty because it uses the British department store's famous hand-drawn and hand-printed floral prints. Finally, Nordstrom is bringing Dover Street Market to its locations in New York, Los Angeles and Vancouver. Each concept shop will feature seven brands from up-and-coming designers incubated by Dover Street Markets for a duration of six weeks. 10. TOMS, the iconic shoe brand, is changing its impact strategy. If you remember, the brand was made famous for its one-to-one donation system, where one pair purchased meant that the brand would donate one pair to people and countries in need. Since the launch of the brand in 2006, it has donated more than 100 million pairs of shoes. This mechanism will be replaced by a new initiative around investing in grassroots efforts around equality and social justice. The issues that the brand will support by investing a significant part of its profits are mental health, ending gun violence, and increasing access to opportunities. By supporting these causes, the brand believes it will positively impact the lives of BIPOC and LGBTQ communities as well as women and girls. As part of this initiative, and in an effort to cater to Gen Z, Tom's also refreshed their brand image through a new website and campaigns focusing on community agents instead of models. That's it for today. Thanks again for listening. As usual, if you like this podcast, it helps me tremendously to leave a comment on Apple Podcast as well as a five-star rating.